Good evening. Good evening. My name is Lisette and I'm your host. Welcome to the broadcast. On this evening, we continue with Pray Without Seizing, a believer's guide to effective intercession by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. I thank you for tuning in. And I I, I ask that you share, share, share as um, we are today going into section seven and it is entitled biblical models of intercessors in the bible let me say it again biblical models of intercessors for those of you that have not listened to the previous broadcast on this book i highly recommend go back noteworthy great informational great information sound doctrine information amen and it gives you a lot more insight on who these models were in the Bible. Amen. So uh, let's start with prayer and we'll get into this uh, section. Father God, we love you and we thank you for this evening. We thank you that you have brought us here on today. We ask, Lord, that you would continue the work that you've begun in our hearts. And we pray, Father God, that we would have a heart that is yielded unto you, Father God, for your kingdom. That we would have your heartbeat, your love, your presence, your grace, your abilities in us, Father God. And that it, we would have the right heart posture, Father, to serve you. Father God, take us out of the equation and put yourself in our lives, that you would be the center of our being, that you would get all the glory in what you do in us and through us, Father. We love you. We worship you. Give us your heartbeat. We desire more of you. We thank you in advance. And we praise you on high. We thank you, Abba, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we've spoken a lot of these models in the Bible. And today we are speaking of Mordecai. And I had to do a little bit of research because a lot of the scriptures weren't here. And I want you, there's a lot of scriptures I'm going to be giving you. Please jot them down. I had to look these up, some of them. Apostle does not have them all down. And so I thought it would be a good idea to write some of these scriptures down. So let's get busy here. Let's see who Mordecai was. Mordecai is a type of intercessor who lived totally, totally surrendered to God. He understood the importance of timing and was very sensitive to the prompting of God. Fasting was often coupled with his prayer assignments. This is key. Pray fast. Pray fast. Prophetic positioning was yet another tool implemented in his ministry. Amen. He could be likened to one positioned to preserve a generation. The Mordecai type intercessor knows how to be in the right place at the right time. 
let's look at these three key points that um, Apostle Garner focuses in on here. Mordecai, number one, he, in, he interprets a wicked plot. He I'm sorry, he interrupts a wicked plot to destroy the king in the gate. Let me say it again. Mordecai interrupts a wicked plot to destroy the king in the gate. That's uh, Esther 2, 21 through 23. Jot it down. Secondly, he interrupts secret agenda to destroy his people. Esther 4, 7. Thirdly, he carries grace to gather multitudes for divine intervention. Let me say it again. He carries grace, grace to gather multitudes for divine intervention. This is Esther 10, 3. And I'm going to go ahead and read this one. Esther 10, 3 says, for Mordecai, the Jew was next to king. And then it says his name, Ahasuerus. And great among, among the Jews and accepted by the multitude of his brothers, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his descendants. Powerful. So powerful. And he pretty much was at the right time, at the right place, at the right time. Seemed like a real humble guy as well. Let's take a look at Daniel, the model of Daniel. Okay, so Daniel was led into captivity as a teenager to Babylon. He goes through a series of tests and trials, which always led to promotion and breakthrough. Daniel embodied a ministry which thrived in captivity. Which is insane. Who thrives in captivity? But God made a way for him to thrive in captivity. Enjoying God's best and paving the way for a future generation. Who would enjoy freedom? He Breakthrough. Let's look at all this um, that Apostle points out. First, Daniel interprets a disturbing dream by equipping, inquiring of the Lord. Let me say it again. Daniel interprets a disturbing dream by inquiring of the Lord. That's Daniel 2, 24 through 49. Daniel overcomes the fury furnace through intercession that's daniel 323 and you know i don't know if you all have read daniel uh the the fury furnace and when he was put in the furnace that would be enough for me to be done with ministry um yet he stood the course he stood the course and he did not waver in his assignment. And, you know, I just, this is not in the book. I, I want to say this one key point that God keeps bringing up to me and it's Paul. 
In Acts 16, 16, Paul is given the assignment to preach the gospel to all people. He comes into um, he comes into uh, a woman who is a slave girl, and she's flowing in divination. And after a few days, he's a bit irritated. She's followed him all through town as he's preaching the gospel, and. While he's preaching the gospel, he, he speaks to her and he commands the demon to leave. Now, this is not a part of Apostle's book. But what I wanted to mention is, is this is amazing because I had this revelation earlier today uh, while I was listening to another broadcast. And Paul was beat and then he was imprisoned after he casted out that demon. And many times in ministry, you will, things will happen the same way uh, Daniel was for so many years in captivity, yet God got the glory and he stayed the course. And, and Paul cast out this demon. He ends up beaten and goes to prison. My point is there are territorial demons that will take you, try to take you off course of your assignment. And you will be under severe attack. But stay the course. Because what, what won't break you will build you, will, will make you stronger. Amen. And God will use this as his victory banner. Amen. So I just wanted to say that because... I mean, I've experienced trials. And last year, I was uh, severely depressed. I had no will to live. I went through many trials. But God prevailed, and here I am. I keep standing the course. And so many times there are uh, people and things that will come against your life, but God will prevail. Stay the course. Amen? So let's continue here. And we just... Um, read about the uh Daniel 323 the Daniel overcomes the fiery furnace through intercession thirdly Daniel becomes a powerful politician with ranks with the rank of a president oh my goodness so i had to look this up because i was fascinated with the fact that he did have such ranking and it's in Daniel 248 and it says then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over whole, the whole providence of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. He wasn't even from this area. And God gave it all to him. Amen. So let's continue. Um, lost my place here. Oh, here it is. And so that was Dan Daniel 248. Next, number four, he is delivered into a lion's den because of his prayer life and set free because of his prayer life. That's Daniel 6, 10 through 28. 
Mind you, God will give you favor and favor and abundance. When the favor of God is upon you, nothing can, no one, no, nobody can take that from you. That was favor. He is used to displace leadership that opposes the purposes of God. Daniel 7, 14. Next, he receives angelic visitation and information for future purposes. Daniel 9, 21. Daniel works. I'm sorry. The, the following one is Daniel. Daniel's words are powerful enough to activate angelic and angelic battle. Daniel 12, 4. I'm going to read it again. Daniel's words are powerful enough to activate an angelic battle. Daniel 12, 4. Although Daniel spent over 60 years in captivity, he purposed and rose to tremendous realms of authority in and influence. Daniel type of intercessors are not governed by times and seasons. Rather, they are used by God to govern the time, times and seasons. I love that. Daniel, love that. Rather, they are used by God to govern times and seasons. Let's look at Jeremiah. We're going to end after I speak of Jeremiah. Jeremiah's prophetic prayer ministry has several patterns which we can duplicate in our day. His compassion for idolatrous Israel was by far relentless. He suffered many afflictions and shames as a result of his passion position, passion position to declare the truth despite the course of his of the masses. The scope of accuracy concerning his prophetic ministry was impeccable. The source for this was rooted in the fact that Jeremiah stood in the counsel of the Lord. He was a prophet acquainted with the presence of God and was found seeking God often. He loved God. Although he was the weeping prophet, he loved God. Although there was times he knew that people weren't going to listen, he obeyed God and no matter what, he spoke truth. Amen. Let's look at the one, two, three, four, five key points here. God calls him to ministry before birth and ordains him as prophet. Jeremiah 1, 5. He challenges the false prophets who were leading Israel astray. Jeremiah 28. Read the whole book. He brings distinction between the agenda of God and man. Jeremiah 31. He prophesies concerning the 70 year captivity and gives instruction for success. It starts in Jeremiah 29. Lastly, Jeremiah releases insight for the new covenant. Jeremiah 31. 31 through 34. Amen. Here's something that I want to say about all these models in the Bible. We wonder how 
it is that these men became such mighty men of God. And today I was crying in God's presence because it's about their heart posture. They loved God with all their heart, with all their mind, and with all their souls. And they had made a commitment to serve God no matter what. I was reading about this. And it says in 1 John 4, 17, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here on earth, here in this world. I love this. It was a heart posture that they had. And it's not about me nor about you, but it's about him who lives in us. And it's about what he can do through us. If we only focused on loving him and loving his people just like he loves, the commission would be done. The commission of Christ would go through the entire universe. So we all need to yield to him and have a heart posture towards him so that he can bring us to know him. We can learn the scriptures. We can learn the Bible. We can learn all about him. But if we don't have his heartbeat and the love that he so much suffered on the cross, the sacrifice that he gave on the cross for us, if we don't have that kind of heartbeat, what good is it to know the Bible? It's about his heartbeat. It's about his love. It's about what he did. I, I looked at multiple scriptures, but I'm only going to say a few. Proverbs 3.23. Do not withhold good from those whom to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. And it's about what he's put in us. It's about love. It's about kindness. It's about what compassion. It's about passion for his kingdom, his people. Proverbs 14, 31 says, whoever opposes, oppresses, I'm sorry, whoever oppresses the poor, show contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. My God. If we only had his heartbeat. Psalms 82, 2 through 4. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and, and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them from the hands of the wicked. That's Psalms 82, 2 through 4. People, let's have the right heart posture so that we can be used for his glory, so that he can shine through us. Not shine on us, but shine through us. May God richly bless you.
I hope this episode helped you as it is definitely helped me. Until the next, I will see you on tomorrow. God bless.